0: hi you don't know me and I don't know you but I would like to take you on a journey a journey through space and time so please sit back and join me on a thrilling adventure of love Loss, and Betrayal. First, I will take you to Callister Street, where we meet our protagonist, Ada. She's a shy girl who's desperate to fit in. Sad, really. Well, despite her best efforts, word has gotten around that she may be different from everyone else. She's walking to a house party. No one invited her, but she wanted to get outside of her comfort zone. Ada never liked parties of any kind. They were always too loud, but now that she's finally here, she ought to get used to it. With no friends in sight, Ada decides to go on the dance floor. She didn't last long though. It felt like everyone was watching her awkwardly dance to the music. So she did what she knows how to do best, bury her face in a book. She headed over to a nearby bookshelf. Then she was rudely interrupted by Brad. One of the popular
1: nerds. Come here often?
2: Oh, hi Brad.
1: Library closed?
2: I don't have any homework tonight.
1: Oh,
3: I see. Well, I can't say the same for myself. I really should be doing my work. Well, I'll leave it to your books.
0: With Brad gone, Ida searched the room for someone else worth talking to. She finally spots a group of girls and walks over. Hey. Did I mention these were the popular girls?
2: Hey, Emma. Oh, hey. Have you finished your history assignment yet? My what? Oh, um, no. Who are you again? I'm Ada. I sit beside you in history. Oh
0: yeah, I think I remember you.
2: Have you been here for a while at the party? Um, yeah, I guess so. I just got here and my ears are already ringing. Don't you think it's a bit too loud?
4: It doesn't really bother me. Well, it's been great talking to you. Ada. Yes, Ada. We're gonna go talk to our friends over there. Have a nice night.
0: After that social failure, Ada decides to give it one last chance. She sees Isla from Band Standing by the Chips. This is her shot.
2: Hey, Isla. Oh, hi, Ada. You're in band, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I play the trumpet. I saw you play at the winter concert. You look great in black.
0: Oh, I also forgot to mention that Ada likes Isla. Yeah, in that way.
5: Oh, thanks. Wind
2: instruments are a real mystery to me. How so? I've always wanted to play one, but with my asthma and all, I don't think I'd be suited for it. Maybe I'll try the flute one day. My aunt owns a music store. Well, she did, but it got shut down. She didn't pay her taxes. Oh. Yeah, it's fine though. Now she lives with me and her fiancé, Frankie. She's probably going to open up an egg restaurant. An egg restaurant? Oh yeah. My aunt makes the best eggs. So you don't live with your parents? Oh, it's a long story. We don't get
3: along. Hey, I have a question for
4: you. You don't have to answer it, but I was just curious.
2: Okay, sure. Are you not into men? It's just that
3: people were talking and I didn't know if it's true.
0: Mayday, Mayday, her secret is out. Who told everyone? Liz, it was totally Liz.
2: No, no, are you kidding me? (laughs) No, who said that? Oh, okay, good, good. I can't remember who told me, but people talk. Oh, that's my boyfriend. I gotta go take this. Okay, sure. Have a nice night.
0: Ada finally steps outside and takes a deep breath. She picks up the phone. It's her boyfriend Landon. He doesn't know she's out trying to flirt with
6: girls.
2: Hey, what's up?
6: Nothing much, just chilling. Are you free right now?
2: Yeah, I'm free.
6: It's pretty loud. You out? Don't tell me you're at Stephen's party.
2: No. My aunt's playing music.
6: Well, I called because I want to ask you something. Can you meet me at the beach?
2: Sure. I'll be right there. You don't look too good.
6: Nice to see you, too. I don't want this to take too long, but I was wondering if you'd like to live with me next year? You know, when I move to college.
2: But I didn't get into any of the same schools as you.
6: I know, but I was thinking you could get a job or something while I'm at school. We'll both have something to do.
2: I don't think that's a good idea.
6: Okay. I understand. I can give you time to think about it. I know I'm asking a lot, I just don't want to be held back. It feels like I've been waiting forever and nothing ever happens between us. You're clearly not interested in me and I can't figure out what I'm doing wrong. I talk to you when no one else will, but you never hold up your side of the relationship. Plus, I know you were at that party. John told me.
2: You've been thinking about this for a while, haven't you? You have it all figured out.
6: I don't mean to sound harsh or anything. It's just that I need to start thinking about my future. You do too. What were you doing there anyway, at the party? Chatting up some boys?
2: No. I was just trying to meet some new people.
6: Do you find me unattractive or something? I can't figure it out.
2: No. I've just been thinking about my future too. Like you have.
6: But I'm trying to keep you in my future. It seems like you're trying to cut me out of yours. It's late. I've got to go.
0: And there he goes, leaning in for a habitual kiss. Ada squirms away, repulsed.
6: <sighs> Night, Ada. Night.
2: Night.
0: Welcome to the Johnson residence, where it always smells like eggs and burnt butter. Ada's aunt, Marcia has been cooking nonstop since she became interested in starting an egg restaurant. But now, her part-time job is helping Ada feel better about her breakup with Landon.
7: You're gonna have to eat before you go to work. You don't want to faint after loading one bag. How do you like my eggs? I tried a new recipe this time, sriracha and mayo. It's fine. You haven't been acting like yourself recently. Are you so upset over that Landon boy? He wasn't that special. No, I'm upset about school. You know what? It doesn't matter. If you didn't get into any colleges, they messed out. You don't need them anyway. All school gives you is a fancy piece of paper and a dumb hat. It's a waste of time. I just thought things would turn out differently. It's a crapshoot. That whole application process is about snagging your money, then making you feel like it was your fault that you didn't get accepted. The grocery store will be a good place for you to start out. I worked there when I was your age, and by the time I was 21, I was junior manager. But then you got arrested. Uh, that, that's beside the point. What's that piece of paper over there? Oh. Frankie started this new business. You might have seen the posters. What's it about? It's a program for people who don't want to die. Frankie's plan is to put people in these big freezer containers and store them until the technology catches up. Frankie's a scientist now? No, but she's an inventor. Basically the same thing. Anyway, so that letter is a petition form We need a hundred people to sign it so we can take the idea to Think Tank. I'll sign it. Really? Would you? We only have five signatures right now. Me, Frankie, Frankie's brother Quinn, and those two hippies that live in Quinn's basement. Oh, she's going to be so happy when I tell her. It's 8.55. I'd better get going. You can do this, kid!
0: Now this is where things get interesting. Ada, being the forgetful gal she is, forgot to look both ways before crossing the street.
4: <coughs> the egg must have
0: got into her head!
3: It appears that patient 579100 has awoken. Welcome to the future, uh, Ada. I'm your preservation nurse. Well, actually, you're six preservation nurse, but who's counting? Would you mind if I take your blood pressure? Uh, okay, sure. I just started last week. You're the first one I've seen wake up. A glitch in the system almost shut everything down. If you ask me, I think the last nurse had some ill intentions, if you know what I mean. Well, it's a good thing she was fired, because otherwise I'd miss seeing you. We almost lost your whole batch. Ah, perfect 115 to 70.
2: Did I hit my head or something? I remember getting hit somewhere.
3: Oh, you got hit all right. You died. Well, you're obviously not dead anymore. You were actually part of our long-term preservation project. But um, as of twenty one twenty, we finally started reactivating the patients in the consciousness program.
2: I'm sorry, I still don't understand.
3: It'll all make sense later. Right now, you really need to get some rest. Your first day of integration training begins tomorrow. Ooh, I think another patient's waking up. Two in one hour. It's my lucky day.
8: Hello everyone, welcome to your first day of integration training. My name is Jillian and I'm super sparked to be here. I hope you are too. Now, I know your brains are still switching up to full power, but this is the start of your new life. Let's first start by introducing ourselves to the group. Try saying your name, the year you were born, and how many times you were regenerated.
9: Hey,
10: I'm Jody. I was born in 2158 and this is my sixth time being regenerated. I've been here a fair number of times.
8: Yeah, I'd say. Next.
5: Hi, I'm Ronan. This is my second time. Oh, and I was born in 2140. And you, Ada?
2: Oh, um, I'm Ada, and I I was born in the year 2000. 2000? I'm
10: sorry, but how many times have you been regenerated? I've never seen someone so old.
2: I... I've never been here before. I really don't know what's going on. A first time or two? This is too good.
11: Wow,
5: we have a mummy in here? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's enough,
8: everyone. I'm sure you all remember the first time you were regened. Now it's time for everyone's favorite part. We're going to watch the classic integration living video. Welcome to the year
9: 2184. I'm glad to see you back here. Hi, I'm Dr. Frankie Good, the head of the Sacramento Preservation Department. As most of you know from signing the consent form, we have been perfecting the technology of cognitive preservation for the last hundred years. When I was just a young woman in the 21st century, I thought to myself, dying isn't fun. I don't want to do that. So I didn't. I invented Regen instead, the most successful life preservation service on this planet. It works by us putting your lifeless body in a freezing tank and cooling you to a chill minus 196 degrees Celsius. After that, our doctors work their magic, charge you up, and bring you back to life. It's rather simple, actually. Now, you might be asking yourself, how can I afford such a treatment? And the answer, Regen's employee network. After your treatment is complete, we provide you with every accommodation, so you can earn enough credits to pay for our services. It's a great way to spend your time, learn skills, and think about how you will spend the rest of eternity. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact your Integration Trainer. Jillian. Okay, that's all. Have a great day. Now enjoy a message from one of our sponsors.
4: REGEN's Integration Training is brought to you by REGEN Insurance.
6: Wanna have some fun?
2: Randy,
0: are we about to do something irresponsible?
6: No, ma'am. N-E-V-E-R, never. I'm recklessly responsible, Randy. Hmm. Take a look at my card. You were telling the truth. Now, don't mind me as I jump off this table. Woo! Randy. It's okay. I'm insured, remember? That is, I'm sure to have fun. Why would any kid want to miss out on the thrills of life? If your parents really love you, then you best be sure they buy you the Sure Card, short for the seriously unpredictable Rescue Escape Card. Now kids, have you ever wanted to try tightrope walking? How about tightrope walking over a crowded intersection? Well, you can. No rules, no disappointment. If your parents love you, they'll care about your fun. With the seriously unpredictable rescue escape cart you can do the most ridiculous things imaginable and live to tell the tale ask your parents for sure today and join me tomorrow for some seriously awesome adventures
8: oh i just love those wacky commercials randy has my heart okay that's it if you have any questions give us a ping Everything you need to know comes with your care package.
2: Hey, in that video, Frankie said that all of us signed a form. I never signed anything.
8: Frankie.
2: No, no, no. Her name is Dr. Good. She said that we all signed a consent form. I never signed anything. Oh, yes, you did. Here, let me take a look.
8: Here, that's your name, right? Ada. Yes. But I don't remember. Ah, well, people are always foggy after we get regened. You'll get better soon. Hey, Jody. You know the place quite well. Would you mind taking Ada up to our cabin? Hmm. I'll give you one credit.
10: Sure, no problem. Okay, so here's the main corridor, and over there is the lobby. And there are the elevators, but they only go up to the fifth floor. Only a select few have access to the floors above. How many floors are there? Nobody knows. All the first-level staff work here, on the main floor. They're responsible for maintaining order and preventing certain people from getting to the main hub. Their job has been a bit tricky recently. There have been some anti-regen protests. Regen doesn't like bad press.
0: Jody and Ada enter the building's vast glass foyer. Large triangular panes resembling icicles hang from the ceiling. Scurrying workers whizz by. They walk to an elevator. Jody presses a button on the panel to go up.
10: So, tell me about life in the 21st century. I'm curious. Did you really use dinosaur juice to fuel your cars? I read that in a book somewhere, but it was written by a politician, so who knows if it's true. Sorry, I'm moving a bit fast, aren't I? Here, get in.
0: They both step inside and see two officers flanking a disheveled man wearing a duff pin. He's in handcuffs.
10: He's part of the rebellion. Talk too much, I guess. Rebellion against what? Regen. Not everyone agrees with the practices.
0: The elevator stops on the fourth floor. The officers and man exit into a crowd of flashing lights.
2: Why are there so many people? It's a
10: public shaming event. Happens every time someone gets arrested. Regen doesn't like anyone to go against them.
0: Ada and Jody step out of the elevator and push their way through the crowd. Jody then leads her to a nearby corridor. Walking along the corridor, Jody points to a door at the end.
10: That's my room over there. Well, I share it with Coop, my roommate. He's pretty chill. You'll like him.
0: They arrive at a door with a digital sign saying, Empty.
10: And this is your room. Nice and
2: cozy. What now? What am I supposed to do?
10: Live life, breathe, eat, I don't know. Oh, shoot, I almost forgot. You need to get a job.
2: Will that help me get out of here?
10: Yeah, well, that's what they tell us. I think it's a scam. I've been here for 20 years, and they still haven't let me out. Won't even let me see my credit balance. What's this slip for? Give it to Robert. He'll employ you. He's the head of the laundry department. It's not much, but it's honest work. Coop and I will take you. It's your first day. We shouldn't get into trouble.
0: Robert stands hunched over at the stall folding laundry. He's doing an awful job. Clothes are falling all over the place.
1: He hasn't changed. Not one bit. How have they not fired him yet?
10: Union.
0: An angry worker named Janet walks up to Robert.
9: Dude, this isn't clean. None of these are. Did you even try? Must have been a deep stain. I did what I could. Did what you could? You didn't do anything. They're not even ironed. I'm gonna tell the crew upstairs about this. Please don't. I have enough
5: problems with the people downstairs. I don't need everyone upstairs mad at me too. Then you should have done your job. Wait. Wait. Is there any way we can work this out? I'll clean your pants again. This time I'll really get the stains out.
9: As if. You couldn't get an orange juice stain if you tried.
5: What if I paid you?
9: I'm listening.
5: What if I paid you five credits? Make it ten. Ten? Fine. Ten credits. Then please, please don't tell your crew upstairs.
0: Deal. Janet walks out with the clothes. Coop, Jody, and Ada walk towards the front desk.
5: You okay, pal? It's just Janet. She's always a jerk. How am ten credits down?
10: Well, we might be able to brighten your day. Jody and Coop point to Ada. Who's that? Your new employee.
5: She's a kid. I don't want any kids working for me. I run my business with integrity. It doesn't look like it. You can take your toddler and bring her somewhere else. I'm not hiring.
2: Sir, I have this.
5: What's this? Hmm, I see. Fine. But you're starting from the bottom. You have to work your way up. One credit an hour.
2: That's not fair. Deal.
5: Great. Start tomorrow.
2: What was on that slip?
10: Oh, I fudged a note saying his business will be investigated if he has fewer than two people working there.
1: It's
2: just him and that whole place?
1: Yep. His former employee got arrested. It was a whole thing.
10: They have some underground business going on.
1: I think it's a rebellion group.
10: Nah, he's not smart enough to do that.
0: Four months later, Ada stands at the front counter, folding clothes. Her hair is a mess and she looks tired. A radio
4: station plays in the background. This episode of Regen FM takes place on a date which is full of significance for all citizens. One hundred years have passed since the beginning of the Deathless Revolution which has spared millions of lives. Hence, at the present moment, nothing could be more opportune than for us to look back on all of the successes that have been achieved and the progress that has been made. Our economic state has never been better. Only 4% of citizens are living below the poverty line. And we predict that by 2189, all citizens will be living well beyond their means. Moreover, We have completely eliminated the greatest causes of death – cancer, heart disease, and respiratory disease. We are also pleased to announce that crime has gone down significantly – 90% in fact. We have squashed nearly all rebellion groups and humiliated them in the process. We'd also like to acknowledge the 50th anniversary of The Bird Fence which protects Regen and all its citizens from the horrors of the Reaper. The outside is a terrifying place, and we believe that all citizens deserve to be protected. No longer shall we succumb to the rotten fate of the subspecies. We have the power of life, the power of warmth and love. We live in a world without loss, without pain. The outside? suffers violence, and the violent take everything by force, but they will not take us. Many ask what will happen if someone leaves or even touches the bird fence? If they are not instantly obliterated by the savages in the old world, then they'll suffer a long and painful death, with no chance of regeneration. Within a matter of minutes, The outside will ravage any ounce of life and crush the bright souls that once lived happily inside of Regen. So, do yourself the service of staying alive. Life with Regen looks great, and the future looks even better. We need you, and more importantly, you need us.
5: Friends still haven't shown up yet?
4: Robert, you
2: scared me. And no. I haven't seen Jody or Coop in months.
5: Duty calls. Probably got stuck cleaning floor six. It's nasty up there.
2: They're custodians, right? Coop and Jody?
5: Mm Mm-hmm. They clean here sometimes. Not sure of their schedules though. We aren't allowed to talk to people from other departments. So even if you do see them, don't say a word.
2: Can I help you? Just need these cleaned. Do you have a pass card? Yep. It's in here somewhere. What's that? Oh, it's a dove pin.
0: A symbol of freedom. Do you want it? I have a bunch in my cabin. Here, let me put it on you. Brad, you totally look like one of us now. One of you? Yeah. I can tell you stand for freedom. I haven't seen you before. I'm new. You should wear that pin all the time. It really suits you.
2: Hey, get her out of there!
5: Crap, I gotta go.
2: You haven't paid yet. I'll pay you when I come back.
5: Who let her in?
2: Did she do something wrong?
5: She's a little punk, trying to corrupt businesses all across region. Don't listen to anything she says. It's all garbage. Yes, sir. What's that pin you're wearing? Did she give it to you? Take it off now, before anyone sees you. If I see you again with that symbol, you're fired.
0: Ada overhears Robert in his office. He's talking on the phone and writing in a small journal.
5: No, no, no. It's in two days. Yep, Friday night. That's when it's happening. I know, it's big. Total recipe for a security breach. Resets are always a bad idea. Apparently, it's a mandatory one, though. 8pm. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll see you soon. Bye.
10: Ida
0: takes down her hair and cleans the counter. It's the end of her shift. She goes to throw a receipt in the garbage and pauses. She gets an idea. She looks around, finds a pen and writes a message on the back of the receipt. Then she slips the receipt under the garbage can. sits anxiously at a table. Solemn workers holding trays drag themselves around. Suddenly, two workers sit at Ada's table. It's Jody and Coop.
10: Did you get my letter? Mm Mm-hmm, but why? What's the news?
2: I know how to get out.
1: Did you find a trap door or something?
2: No, no, I can't say now. You need to come at nine tonight. It's not safe here. Come on, what's your big secret? I want to know. There's a reset tomorrow. 8 o'clock. I heard Robert talking on the phone. They haven't
10: done one in a while. You might be onto something, Yubi.
1: I think it's too risky. We shouldn't do anything.
10: (laughs) You're no fun.
1: It's not about fun. It's about safety. If they catch us, we're dead. Dead dead.
10: But what if we don't get caught? Then we're free. We'll meet by Robert's office at 9. Both of us will be there.
0: Ada, Jody, and Coop stand outside Robert's office. Jody is picking the lock.
10: It's a wonder Robert still uses old locks. They're so easy to pick.
0: The lock clicks, and Jody opens the door. Bingo! The three of them scour the office, flipping papers, looking under tables. The place is messy to begin with.
2: What was he writing in again? A book? A journal of some kind.
1: I don't see anything.
2: Keep looking. I know it's here. He might have taken it with him. No, he never keeps anything on him, in case he gets arrested.
1: Smart.
2: So Ada, you got a boyfriend? Uh, yes. Why do you ask? I don't know, just curious. Do, do you have a boyfriend? (laughs) Oh god no.
10: I was married once though, didn't work out.
1: She was a snitch.
10: What happened? Sold me out for a promotion. She died two weeks later. Did you kill- No! She snitched on her new boss. Oh. She had it coming, though. I should have seen it. What did she say about you? So you got the promotion? She said I was responsible for shutting down the computers in the cryolab. But it was her idea. I just went along with it. So they threw me in prison for a decade. Shook me up a bit. Then demoted me to custodian. I was the highest ranking software engineer.
1: Found something.
0: Ada and Jody come over. Coop is holding a small blue journal.
10: It's stuffed with papers and objects.
1: Looks like he's been documenting something.
10: More like everything he's seen. It's a log of everyone who's visited. Ada, was this the book you saw him writing in? Yeah, that's it. That's strange. What is? He's writing a book.
1: Let me see that. Like any proper group, Regen contains four critical dimensions. A charismatic leader, a transcendent belief system, systems of control, and systems of influence. Fear is the most powerful tool, but it's a double-edged sword. It has the power to motivate, but also to sedate. Society has grown accustomed to listening to their fears and running from them. Now more than ever, the fear of death is ruling society. And that's what Regen feeds on. The only way out. through a public uprise.
0: The door opens. It's Robert. What the hell are you
1: doing here?
0: Jody stands up with the book.
10: How did you manage to get a hold of all this?
5: You shouldn't be in here. I will report you.
10: With all this classified information, that's a bad look, my friend. Do you really want to get the police involved? Unless you want to forget about everything.
0: Jody rips out a page and motions to destroy more pages.
5: Wait. What do you want from me? Don't snitch. I can't promise that. Seriously? Fine. What are you doing here anyway?
2: I heard you talking to someone on the phone about some kind of reset.
5: You should have been doing your job.
2: What's this reset about?
5: Every once in a while, the system has to undergo a reset. They're kind of like updates, you know, to fix bugs, iron out small issues.
10: You mentioned a security breach.
5: Yeah, well, that's the issue. Everything's connected, so when one thing resets, so does the rest of it.
2: So, does that mean we can... escape?
5: You're a bold one, aren't you? Escape? I mean, I guess it's possible. But you've only been here for what, four months?
2: Does that really matter?
5: It does, actually. Because it means you don't know squat. Do you have an escape plan, Nancy Drew? Didn't think so.
0: Robert leans down and grabs the book.
5: I'll be seeing you in prison.
10: Wait. We can work together.
5: Are you serious? I would be caught dead with you three fools. Especially you.
0: Robert points at Jody, then leaves with the book in hand.
5: I thought you said he never takes
1: anything with him. Now what? We've got nothing.
0: They sit in silence among the room of papers. Suddenly the door bursts open. It's Robert. He's out of breath.
5: Cops! Hide!
0: They run and hide under his desk. The police enter and search the place with their flashlights.
10: Luckily, they don't see the four and leave. They after you?
5: They're after anyone. I'm just an easy target.
10: So about that plan...
0: Workers from all levels gather in an auditorium.
3: Fellow
1: and future regeners, please join me in welcoming the one and only president, Frankie Goode.
0: Frankie walks to the podium as she stretches her face into a forced smile. A dozen microphones are being jammed in front of her. She stands at a podium addressing the crowd.
9: Good afternoon, Regeners. Today we're very excited to announce our new program. For decades, our scientists have been working on a technology to allow workers, excuse me, citizens like yourself, to regenerate as many times as you'd like. We're all familiar with the intoxicating brain fog and unfortunate consequences of one too many Regens, but from now on, all eligible candidates can purchase our Regen Plus package. A deluxe option for those who'd like to retain their cognitive capabilities and be covered under our new insurance plan, which includes five new regens.
0: How many credits will it cost? Is everyone eligible?
3: Is it as safe
6: as a typical reason?
9: I won't be taking questions right now. You'll find all the information you need on our website.
1: When will the website be launched?
9: Tomorrow at (laughs) 8pm.
0: back of the room, Coop, Jody, Ada, and Robert stand against the wall, watching.
1: That's when the scheduled reset is. Won't the power be shut off?
10: He's up to something.
0: Ada pulls her hands out of her pocket. The duff pin falls onto the floor. Jody looks down and her eyes widen. What's that? Put it away!
1: You're gonna get us killed, you know.
0: Ada looks down, quickly picking it up. Sorry. Sorry. Frankie walks through the hall with her team. A photographer sneaks in front of Frankie and her crew. Frankie flashes an artificial smile as the shutter goes off.
10: Wonderful speech, ma'am. You really sold that program well.
9: Uh Uh-huh, thanks.
10: But don't you think tomorrow at 8 p.m. might be too soon to launch the website?
9: Was I not clear with my instructions? I mean, with the reset and all, I, I don't know if we'll have enough time. That's the point. We need to distract the public. If they're aware of Freeset, we risk a security breach. We could lose everything. Just tell me you'll get the website running by 8pm. Well, I can ask the team? Ask the team? No, tell the team. Right, sir. I
2: mean, ma'am. Sorry.
9: Very well, then.
8: An officer
0: sits at a tiny desk, seemingly playing a computer game. They're talking with Robert
5: and
10: Ada while playing their game.
5: Hey, officer. Majors. We need to get to the medical floor.
10: I can't let anyone up there without a valid reason. What's your excuse?
5: Here, we need to get this form signed.
10: (sighs) It's not signed.
5: Yeah, that's why we need to go up there.
10: Sorry, I can't help you. The medical floor is blocked off to regular folk like you. An unsigned form isn't enough of a reason. Can I please get back to my work? As you can see, I'm very busy.
0: The officer goes back to playing their game. Ada and Robert walk away.
2: Man, that officer was such a jerk. Is there any other way to get up there?
5: There is another way, but it's not ideal. It's actually a really good plan. Ada, give me your arm.
0: Ada and Robert enter the medical ward. Ada cradles her arm in pain.
2: Why couldn't you have broken your arm?
5: It's not broken. At least I don't think it is.
2: But why couldn't you have done it to yourself?
0: Robert rolls up his sleeves, revealing two arms full of surgical scars.
5: One more break and they'll probably have to amputate.
0: Jillian greets them, handing Robert
8: a clipboard. Ada, that's your name, right? Yes. How have you been doing? Were you able to find work all right?
2: Yes, actually. I'm here with my boss.
8: Oh, hello, Robert. I heard about your stain incident with Janet. The people upstairs are not happy.
5: Damn it, Janet took my 10 credits and still blabbed.
0: Jillian notices Ada's arm.
5: Oh dear, Ada, you've broken your
8: arm. How did that happen? It's only been what, four months? Orange juice
5: spill, wobbly feet, nothing special. Ada will make a full recovery, unlike my bank account. Oh, I see.
8: Well, fill out those forms and Dr. Cosmo will see you for an x ray. You're next in line. Get better soon, dear.
0: We hear camera shutters and see flashing lights. Recklessly responsible Randy enters the waiting room. He has a noticeable gash in the side of his face and a black eye. People crowd around for autographs.
2: Is that?
5: Yep. Recklessly responsible Randy. This is going to take a while. Don't
6: worry, everyone. I'm alright. Just a little banged up is all.
9: Randy will be the first one to use Dr. Good's Regen Plus package. He'll be up and out of here in no time.
0: Dr. Cosmo pops out from the examination room to greet
6: Randy.
11: Randy, how are you, good friend? Are you ready to try out your Regen Plus package? You bet, Doc. Gee, it's like we're being forced to watch a live infomercial.
0: Ada sits on the crinkly paper over the examination bench. Robert sits on the chair beside her. He looks painfully bored.
2: Where did you and Dr. Cosmo meet?
5: Oh. Some social event. Back when Regent had social events. How about you and your boyfriend? Where did you meet? You don't have a boyfriend, do you?
2: No. Not anymore.
5: Did he cheat on you? No. Did you cheat on him? No. You didn't like him. Darn my spectacular gaydar. Well, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I dated women before I finally came to my senses. Jody's free, you know. I probably shouldn't tell you this. But she likes you, too. She does? Yep. You would be a cute couple, too.
2: I'm not sure what to do with this. Just let things happen.
5: People overthink relationships. People overthink everything.
2: What if things don't work out? I'm not good with rejection.
5: Rejection isn't the end of the world. Just think. In a year from now, you can completely change who you are. What you believe. How you look. How you act. Everything about you. And you get to look forward to that. That's why I keep going. Give yourself time. Take things at your own pace. You've been through so much already and most people will never understand how you're feeling. It's important to remember that as long as you take things one step at a time, it'll be all right.
2: I don't look like I've been through a lot.
5: The way other people see you doesn't matter. You need to find the people
11: in your life who will accept you for who you are.
0: Dr. Cosmo finally walks into
11: the room. Ah, hello there. Uh, Miss Johnson, what brings you in today?
2: I think I may have broken my arm.
11: It's not broken. Oh, Robert, I didn't even see you there. You blended right in. How do you know Miss Johnson? Mutual friends. Well, if you're not the one in pain, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. If you haven't yet seen, the clinic is very busy today with all those protesters. We need your help. Is that why you're here? For another favor? We need you to sign off on an elevator request form. And why is that? You didn't need to break this poor girl's arm to send a request.
5: I knew you'd never read anything from me.
11: May I see the form? Hmm. I see. You're right. I never would have signed off on this. Your reasoning is preposterous. Laundry disaster on floor 75. Emergency services needed. Ridiculous! And why do you need this elevator pass so badly? It's obviously not for any legal reason. It's a long story. I have time.
2: Well, we don't. Can you just sign the form, please?
11: Well, that's no fun. What's in it for me? I don't like one-sided deals. What do you want? Dinner. Six o'clock. Meet me by elevator four. Wait. Deal. All right, then. Let's take a look at that arm.
2: Dr.
0: Cosmo waits patiently at a table, circling his finger around his tiny glass of orange juice. He's wearing a crisp white suit. Robert shows up just on time. He's still in his work uniform.
11: I see I've overdressed. Sorry, I was in a rush. Have a seat, Robert. So... It's a lovely evening, isn't it?
5: Well, yeah... You know,
11: with all the protests going on, it's reassuring to see some people still taking time to enjoy life. But of course, it's nice having company. Yep, it's real great. Why are you in such a rush? You're not even enjoying yourself. Can you just sign
5: the form? Then I promise I'll calm down. Very
11: well, then.
0: Dr. Cosmo finds his sleek black pen and signs the form. Then he quickly places it in his briefcase.
11: Perfect. Out of sight, out of mind. I've always admired you, Robert, for your love of work despite being the worst dry cleaner, you've never given up on your trade. You're truly one of a kind. I expected you to criticize me, but compliment me too. Are you ready to eat? What, mush? I prefer to call it gray soup. Let me grab you a bowl.
0: Dr. Cosmo gets up and walks over to the counter. Robert leans over and looks into Dr. Cosmo's briefcase. He grabs the signed form and quickly sits back down.
10: Let me get those.
0: Dr. Cosmo returns to the table. Jody follows with the two plates of mush. As she places them down, Robert discreetly hands her the
10: form. Is there anything else I can get for you two? More orange juice?
11: No, I think that'll be all.
10: Very well then. Have a nice evening.
0: Jody and Coop walk down a narrow hallway. They pass a sign
10: reading, Basement, Staff Only.
1: Where are we going? I can barely see anything.
10: Okay, it should be right this way.
1: I hate going down here. If I see one more spider, I'm out of here.
10: Chill out, Coop. Where's your sense of adventure? Bingo.
0: They arrive at a radio station. There's a metal box on the ground. It's a switchboard. Coop checks to see if the coast is clear.
1: All clear.
10: Thanks.
0: Jody bends down, opens the switchboard, and gets to work. Coop keeps a lookout
1: for guards. All good? Yep.
10: Just protesters.
1: Why are they so loud? Are they trying to break in?
10: Probably, with their crude methods. Jody takes the form from her
0: pocket and scans Dr. Cosmo's signature with the handheld machine.
1: We should get out of here,
10: just in case. No, I'm almost done. Hurry it out. I'm almost done. Done. Hey, what are you
0: doing? Jody grabs her tool bag and they both run away from the officer. They narrowly escape. As Jody and Coop are running past the cafeteria, they spot a large crowd forming around the table where Robert and Dr. Cosmo were
10: sitting. Robert is in handcuffs.
1: Crap! What did he say? Doesn't matter. We get Ada and leave. Now.
10: Dr. Cosmo must have been a spy. That's why he wanted to go out with him alone. Now in
2: the
0: hallway of the living quarters, Jody and Coop run to Ada's door and they start hitting it.
2: Ada opens the door wearing a large cast. What
10: happened? We need to leave.
2: Now. But the security freeze hasn't happened yet.
1: Doesn't matter. They got Robert. It's only a matter of time before he confesses to everything. Do you have his book? Yep. Let's go.
0: The three of them stand behind the vast fence. It looks terrifying. Barbed wire, electric fence warnings. They're all paralyzed with fear.
2: We've got to climb it.
0: Jody and Coop continue staring at the fence.
2: We don't have a choice. Jody, have you hacked the radio station yet? I, I've done it, yep. Okay, perfect. So right now, everyone's listening to our message. The protesters should arrive in no time.
1: They're going to be distracted, though. You know, because of the Robert situation. Everyone loves a good public shaming.
2: It gives us time, though. Nobody's going to be watching us. And when the shaming event is over, the protesters will take over and take Regen down from the inside. What about the fence? How are we going to climb it?
0: Ada takes off her shoe and throws it at the fence. The shoe falls and nothing happens to the fence.
10: (sighs) I don't think it's on. What about the outside? They say that anything that ends up on the other side gets killed in seconds by the outsiders.
1: We should just stay here at region. I think we should go back. We've gone far enough. Ada, don't hit the fence again. Please.
0: Ada picks up her shoe again and throws it at the fence. This time, it goes over the barrier and lands on the other side. Once again, nothing happens. Nothing. Coop clenches his fists and runs towards Ada.
1: I said don't do that!
0: He pushes her into the fence and Ada falls to the ground. Jody runs to Ada and hugs her. She thinks she's dead. What's wrong
2: with you, Coop? She was just trying to help! Suddenly, Ada opens her eyes and gets up. Thanks for that, Coop. Well, now we know for sure that the fence isn't on. I'm going to climb it. I doubt that barbed wire is real anyway. Ada
0: begins climbing, but is struggling with her cast.
2: You coming, Jody? Just give me a second to think.
0: Ada continues climbing, but she's slowing down.
2: We don't have time. The officers will be here any second now, especially if Coop pulls another stunt.
0: Ada finally reaches the top of the fence. She sits at the top and looks down to her friends.
2: If you don't come now, that will be it. Don't you want to be free of this place? That's why we're here, isn't it? This is just a stupid fence. Another way of ruling us with fear. Freedom is on the outside, and we're almost there. A door in the distance opens. Three officers approach them. Hey, you! Get Get down down from from there.
0: there. Ada tries to get to the other side of the fence, but nearly falls. Her cast is preventing her from safely climbing over. Jody quickly looks around and grabs her bag and starts climbing the fence. Coop still doesn't poop. Coop,
10: come on!
1: No, no, no. I can't!
0: Jody reaches the top and helps Ada climb down to the other side. They both make it to the ground and begin running away. Moments later, the officers run to Coop and arrest him. A crowd of people swarm around to document and celebrate the arrest. In the midst of chaos, a worker spots Ada's shoe on the other side of the fence. Looking around, she walks over to the fence and attaches a dove pin to it. A new revolution? has begun.